Raised Sports is a proud member of the Storyhanger Podcast Network. For more information, go to storyhanger.com. Hello, friends. I want to thank you all for tuning in to Season 1 of the Raised Sports Podcast. What you're about to listen to is the season finale, and I'm grateful to everyone who listened to the show, shared the show, and generally supported our work. We couldn't have done it without you. These last few months have been an education for me on this issue of brain injuries in football, and I hope it was for you too. But one thing I wanted to kind of finish with is the whole question of, with everything we now know about the risks of tackle football, why are we still playing it? I've heard a lot of answers to this question, some of which make some sense and some not so much. And then my friend Eric Galindo, who reported and wrote episode 6, as well as this one you are about to hear, he found out about a guy named Ken Levine. And I'm not sure anybody has answered this question in a more meaningful and sensible way. Not just explaining why we should play football, but also how football should be played moving forward. I hope you enjoy the story of Ken Levine, the subject of our season finale. Now... On with the show. I have a lot of little idiosyncrasies. One of them, I forget things. Little things like that, I wonder. I wonder if that has something to do with, uh, you know, some of those head injuries. Absolutely worth it. Just because I got to know men who changed my life. I don't think I'd be sitting here talking to you if I didn't meet my coaches. Matter of fact, I'm pretty positive I wouldn't be. I'd either be sitting someplace and that is dark and has bars on it, or I would be dead. So is it worth it to me? You bet. You bet it is. But I think football will survive, and I just think it'll look a bit different. For decades now, football has been America's favorite sport. We love its athleticism, its speed, its grace, and if we're being honest, we also love its violence and its brutality. He hasn't moved since he took that hit. Players are modern-day gladiators, sacrificing their bodies for every yard of Coliseum turf. Once again, a violent collision. This one's head-to-head. They get dinged up, they get their bells rung, and then they shake it off and get back out there, all for our entertainment. Are you not entertained? But it is becoming increasingly apparent that there is a price to be paid for this entertainment, long-term effects that can dramatically impact the lives of both the athletes and their loved ones. People need to know that the human brain is a post-mitotic organ. It doesn't have any reasonable capacity to cure itself of injuries. Welcome to Season 1 of the Raised Sports Podcast, in which we'll tackle the issue of concussions and CTE, brain trauma in the sport of football. It took a vicious hit. He's still down, hasn't moved. What does it all mean for the health of the athletes, these modern-day gladiators? I don't, I don't know how you take this out of the game of football. I don't know if there's anything you can do. And how will our growing knowledge of the issue impact the future of the sport itself? In the long run, is it all worth it? Atwater just killed Randy Hilliard. Episode 9, Why We Play. In early February, a Southern California legend named Jack Malstead died. He was a high school football coach, but he might as well have been a general of sorts. At least that's the feeling you get when you talk to some of his former players. His death made all the local papers, where 
former players and assistant coaches shared remembrances of Coach Jack, using words like loyalty, discipline, hardcore, strategy, technique. He was a mentor, a father figure. In one story, he taught a guy how to fish. His funeral, labeled a celebration of a life, was just that. His former acolytes came from all over to pay tribute and remember the man. Coach Jack led hundreds of young men to the promised land, winning 16 league championships in the process. But he also saved kids from going down the wrong path, the path to prison, or worse, by putting them instead on the football path. One of those acolytes is Ken Levine. Yeah, it is a lot of football. Total, total 27 years coaching football gave me opportunities to um, to, to, to meet, meet people, meet kids, and work with them in very unique ways. I mean, I can tell you stories that I, I guarantee will show that, that we all learned some very strong you know, uh, core values that changed our lives. Like Coach Jack, Ken Levine has dedicated his life to football. Levine is a unique guy, and you'll hear his side of the story. But Coach Levine is helping us answer this big question that's been on our minds all season. Given everything we know about the risks of CTE and other brain health issues that are a byproduct of football, why would anyone choose to play the game? Well, maybe the answer is that because for some, it's the best option. Levine is a coach and a father who understands the safety problems with football, but he still believes in its power to keep kids off the streets and out of trouble tell you what my closest friends in the world are my former teammates there are guys that I played with how long did I graduate I mean I, I it's uh, I graduated 70 82 92 45 years oh for over 45 47 years ago and those guys we and our wives we still go out to dinner together we still get together at Christmas we still go on little vacations from here and there those are the closest friends of my life and and, and to to have that closeness and that bond football is a very unique sport it's it's a it's a sport of kind of quasi combat it's it's a very uh, it's a demanding and a unique sport and i think all sports give people an opportunity to bond but i think especially that one so i think if, is it worth it yes absolutely levine's feelings are nuanced and he's not alone take for instance jamal lewis a former NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl champion, and a battering ram of a running back. Lewis recently told Bleacher Report that he is facing serious health problems in his future due to his football career. But he also said he wouldn't change a thing because it got him out of a rough neighborhood. And here's what he told Bleacher Report. Quote, Hell, where I grew up, you take a lot of risk. You risk your kid going out hanging with the wrong crowd, selling drugs. You risk your kid hanging out with the wrong crowd, getting killed. You risk your kid hanging out with the wrong crowd, joining a gang. So which one are you going to take? I'll take football any day out of all of that. End quote. Another guy with some interesting thoughts is TV and radio personality Marcellus Wiley, who says he grew up having to worry about Los Angeles gangs seeing him wear the wrong color. Football helped Wiley find a path to the Ivy League, where he earned a degree at Columbia before embarking on a 10-year NFL career. And Wiley absolutely loves football, but he also told Podcast One Sports Now that he wouldn't let his kids play until high school, 
and even then, only if they were actually serious about it. My son will not play tackle football into the high school years. And he's a freshman in high school, and he wants to sit down and have a, a real talk about the rigors of the game, the, 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 the real underbelly of the game, the truth, the ugly truth. Yeah, if he wants to have that conversation and understand that commitment, then I will allow him to play football because I would never tell anyone what they can't do. But until he gets to that age, it's unnecessary to be an 11-year-old concussed like I was. <laughs> Even former NFLer Kyle Turley, who on an earlier episode of Raised Sports said he contemplates suicide due to health issues he has suffered, said he still thinks the game should be played. It's the greatest game in the world. It will never go away. Anybody who's ever played it will continue to pass that game down to their children. And those will risk it still, no matter what, because of the money, period. And when you have the amount of money that they're parading around, it becomes now a blood sport. And maybe it will, and it'll get out of high schools, and it'll be all that. But it'll still happen. It'll be more like WWE, likely. But these three examples are all guys who made considerable amounts of money through football. At the very least, they got to play in the NFL. Like most players, Levine didn't quite make it that far. He played college ball, but was sidelined with multiple concussions. Levine, though, like Jamal Lewis and Marcellus Wiley, credits football with taking him off a path that would have likely ended in prison, or even worse. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'll say this. I had... I, foot, school wasn't necessarily all that hard for me. I could do well, but I was disinterested and distracted a lot of the time. I had an older brother, seven years older, who was a very, very, very bad lifestyle with some other guys. I grew up in an area where it wasn't a ghetto, but it was a situation where some, there were a lot of guys in my neighborhood who were, who were doing some bad things. And I started going with those guys and doing some of those bad things, and I would vacillate between doing the right thing and the wrong thing until... Um, you know, I had certain men. Dick Torres was uh, my junior high school coach, and he helped kind of straighten me out in a time that I needed to be. Well, just when I started to fall off, I was falling off the, the path again. Jack Malstead, who we just laid to rest this last Sunday, God bless him, was the man who really straightened me out and 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 redirected my life. And, and he just gave me some goals, and he gave me direction, and he gave me a compass. Hello friends, Bob Harkins taking a moment to tell you once again about our friends at Cool Fire Studios, a wonderful graphic design, printing, and art studio. If you need a t-shirt, you need a business card made up, you need posters, whatever, anything to make a splash, Cool Fire Studios artists can make something special just for you. And we're not talking about slapping logos on t-shirts. That's too easy. We're talking about really cool and unique artwork which you can see a great example of by taking a look at our official Raised Sports t-shirts over on the website. So check out Cool Fire Studios. That's cool with a K. Coolfirestudios.com Levine was good enough to play college ball, first at a junior college, then at Santa Clara. But like many people we talked to this season, head injuries would derail his playing career. That's what stopped my playing career, is, uh, was my fourth major concussion. I, I, played, I had concussions in high school, 
uh, and I had one in, uh, in, in junior college, and I had two at Santa Clara, and they, they wouldn't let me play anymore. Four major concussions, each coming in a different manner. First, there was when he wanted to use an old helmet that one of the local stars had left behind. That was in the day of the old suspension helmets. So I remember getting that, that concussion and having a headache for like two or three weeks. It was brutal. And, uh, and, and I really, I sat out about three or four weeks, tried to come back, and I was never the same. But I recovered the next year and everything was fine. Then there was the one he got in a car accident shortly after he had recovered from another one that he'd received during a practice. They weren't going to let me play that year. And I coached that year hoping to play again. But when we went home for winter break, my, my roommate and I, we got in a car wreck and my head hit the windshield. He made a big deal of it. And he was a fellow player. And so I said, there's no chance for me to play. They're not going to let me play here. So that's why I left. And then came the one that ended his career, coming in in a most innocuous way, just going about practice. The last concussion was a tackling drill. We were having a practice in spring practice, and uh, I was playing defense, was playing some nose guard, and we were uh, at the time, and uh, we were doing a tackling drill. We had a big fullback from San Diego, and it was an angle tackle. And all I remember is tracking and extending the arm as I taught pretty decent forward tackle, but I must have been hit wrong, and I didn't hit him with my head, but it... Um, I guess when my head hit the ground or something, I don't know, I guess I was out for a minute or two, and that concerned them. Levine, in that typical football mold, said he didn't want to stop playing. But again, and this is key to the whole thing, it was the coaching staff that saved him from himself and from possible catastrophe. This, this, this whole idea of a concussion at that point in my mind, being kind of a young guy who really was driven, uh, there was no evidence that it was something was really wrong with me. And so that bothered me. It bothered me that, that I was playing and maybe I could just get over it. You know what I mean? I was telling myself, maybe I just get over it. Maybe if I take enough, uh, you know, aspirin or something for my headaches, or maybe if I do this or that, but it, it didn't, it didn't happen. So the awareness level was so much less than, than it is now. There was concern by the coaches. For me as a player, there was not that awareness. To be honest with me, I felt guilty that I couldn't play because there was no bone sticking out of my leg. There was no blood. You know what I mean? I've always had been lucky to have very good coaches who cared. Not users and abusers. I had good people, and they always cared. There it is. That's the difference in Levine's mind. Always the coaches, the coach Jacks, the coach Kens, the generals, the leaders. It's not the helmets. It's not about tackling technique or targeting bands or medical treatment. At its core, it's about good generals that would rather save a kid from himself, protect a kid's future health, than to throw him out there just to win some football games. Are there concerns about safety? Yes, absolutely. I think there's a risk. I think there's always a risk. But I think that the, the young people today, and their parents especially, are much, much more aware of the potential dangers and what they should stay away from uh, and what they should gravitate toward. They should gravitate towards coaches who are well-schooled and the, and, the, and the youth football organizations. My understanding is that they're doing a much better job of teaching techniques that, uh, that reduce the, 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 uh, the risk of head injury. It's also good generals that take kids off the streets and put them on the field. 
It's good generals and a whole lot of bad alternative options that might be the best answer to this question of why we play. Levine doesn't coach anymore. He retired from that after his second son didn't want to play football. Had no interest in it, Levine says. But he did get to coach his older son, and he said that while he was concerned for him, he wasn't any more concerned than he was for any of his other players. And Levine has no regrets about any of it. I have a lot of little idiosyncrasies. One of them, I forget things. In the last seven years, I've had major back surgery. This is all resulting from football, by the way. I just never dealt with it before. I have had, uh, in the last six, seven years, I've had, uh, I've had major back surgery. Um, I've had uh, ankle reconstruction. My ankle was actually, my, my heel was sawed off and bolted on a different angle and all kinds of work done on my leg. And I've had a hip replacement. And uh, there's days that I don't feel as good as other days. There's some pain. Would I change it? Would I not play football? Not a chance. I would give it all, I would do it all over again because it was that valuable to me. Just because I got to know men who changed my life. I don't think I'd be sitting here talking to you if I didn't meet my coaches. Matter of fact, I'm pretty positive I wouldn't be. I'd either be sitting someplace and that is dark and has bars on it, or I would be dead. We should note here that we reached out to Pop Warner headquarters for this episode, and they did not return a request for comment. But we do know that participation has been on a downward trend. And last year, a report by the National Federation of State High School Associations came out showing that high school football enrollment has declined 6.6%, in the last decade. With the numbers of youth and high school football on the decline and all levels of the sport facing concussion-related lawsuits and other problems, the question may not be why we play, but will we play? Levine thinks we will because, while he admits he is not an expert in any other sport, he does believe football is special. He just thinks the sport needs to be made safer and that coaches need to make sure that they put the players first. Football will survive, and I just think it'll look a bit different. Is it worth it to me? You bet. You bet it is. And is it worth it to other kids? You bet it is, because they can learn some life lessons. But it had. But like anything else, we have to. You know, we have to evolve. We have to use technology, and we have to use our common sense and make the game better. Thanks for listening to this season finale of Raised Sports. This episode was reported and written by Eric Galindo. Check him out on Twitter at Eric G, E-R-I-C-K-G-E-E-E. And it was edited and produced by me, Bob Harkins. Music credits for this show go to Jazar, and the theme song comes from DL Sounds. Please support the podcast by joining our membership club at Patreon. It's only a dollar a month. Check out RaisedSports.com for updates on Season 2, and follow our social media handles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, I've got to go get started on the next season. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.